Hi friends, this is Pradeep Shetty here, your mindset coach. And today I brought you a story of a great Indian saint and his name was Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. So the topic is uh, when prayer flows from within. Okay, when you really pray from within, what happens? So fortunate are those who lead a life free of worries. But there are also those whose lives are fraught with extreme hardship, right? So this story is about the great saint Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. There was a phase in his life when he had to face untold difficulties and led an impoverished existence. So, and some of his well-wishers could not bear to see him lead such a frugal life. So they had him appointed as the priest of one of the royal temples in their village. So over the years, the royal temple had acquired a formidable reputation for its meticulous arrangements and strict adherence to the time of Aarti, just like doing puja. There is a particular time, uh, say 3 o'clock in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So in accordance with the tradition of the temple, every day at 7 o'clock sharp in the morning and also the same time, that is 7 o'clock in the evening, the sound of the conch shells reverberated in the air and as the devote, the devotees gathered to the participate in the arti, thousands of devotees thronged the temple at that hour. And as the priest of the temple, Ramakrishna was expected to preside over the arti at the scheduled hour. Okay, And it was a daily routine, morning 7 a.m. and evening 7 a.m. So it was a daily ritual. But Ramakrishna was one of a kind. He could not be insincere in the execution of his duties. So for him, the dictate of his heart was his command. And obeying the command alone was for him worship and duty. But perhaps the authorities who had, uh, you know, the trustees and all those managing committees who had appointed Ramakrishna as the priest were not aware of this facet of his personality. See, there was two facets. One was, uh, you know, he needed to follow the the... The system and the duties of the royal that temple and another was his own personal thing just like having a you're working from for some company there is some set of rules and regulation which you need to follow with the hr and if you're coming out of that you know company you have your own life you have your own personal life so here it's about his personality so at seven o'clock sharp a throng of devotees would religiously gather at the temple as they had been going for the past so many years. However, this time there was were in a rude shock. Now what happened? Ramakrishna was not present to conduct the famous Aarti at the scheduled time. And if that was not shocking enough, Ramakrishna remained <coughs> sorry, absent from the daily ritual for a few more days. It's not one day or two days. A couple of days continuously Ramakrishna was absent. He was not seen. While everyone was still mulling over this unprecedented development, Ramakrishna suddenly appeared in the temple one day in the afternoon, not also during the time of Aarti, but in the afternoon he appeared and began, began conducting the Aarti. So normally during afternoon time, no Aartis are conducted at that particular time because the daily and every time the ritual is either morning or in the evening. So at that time, there was barely 20 devotees in the temple. But what happened a few days later was even more shocking and left everyone dumbfounded. 
in the wee hours of the morning, that is the early hours of the morning, 2 a.m. to be precise, when there was a pin drop silence in the temple with not a soul in sight, because at that time the devotees wouldn't come, they wouldn't even wake up, Ramakrishna's voice pierced the silence of the still dark night, fervently reciting holy chants in praise of the deity. So this erratic schedule soon became the hallmark of the ancient temple. Devotees who regularly thronged the temple every day were disconcerted by the irregular timings of worship at the royal temple. Unable to keep up this unpredictable schedule, they soon lost interest and gradually their numbers dwindled. Okay? It normally happens that whenever a time, a particular time is fixed, people do come or rush in during that particular time. It might be the prayers in offering in the mosques or temples or you know even gurudwaras and also for that uh, matter even churches, the holy churches too. So they thought if the ritual did not take place on time, what was the use of coming to the temple at all? So this was the thought going on uh, in between all the devotees of that particular village. So one day, the temple was unexpected, had an unexpected visitor for the 7 o'clock Aarti, the queen. The queen, yes, the queen was supposed to come there, but that was hardly a matter of concern for Ramakrishna. He did arrive at the temple at 7.30, but even on that day, Ramakrishna did not perform the Aarti. The bewildered queen also noticed that the number of devotees in attendance had dwindled considerably. On the inquiring what the matter was, she was informed that this has become a regular occurrence ever since the eccentric appoint, uh, Ramakrishna was appointed as priest. Apprising her of the situation, she was told that Ramakrishna never conducted the Aarti on schedule. So all these things, the... Devotees are explaining, giving an explanation to the queen. At times, they further informed her he suddenly chose to conduct the Aarti in the middle of the night. Normally, 2 a.m. is not called mid, uh, the middle of the night. It's called rather the Amrit Vela, the, the holy time when people are sleeping after all the negative thoughts and all the wrongdoings in the night. So 2 a.m. is considered to be one of the best time, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m., which is called Amrit Vela. But people thought it is in the middle of the night he's trying to chant mantras. So it was this irregularity in the timing of the ritual that had left the devotees confused and disappointed and hence they had stopped visiting the temple. Now just imagine, just because the Aarti is being conducted in different time, not as per their schedule, as the, you know, the trustees has fixed, so they thought we should not go to the temple. Shocked on hearing this, the queen demanded an explanation from Ramakrishna in the presence of everyone. He was brought in front of everyone. So Ramakrishna simply laughed and said, one can worship only when one feels the urge to worship. One cannot fix a time for it. Sometimes one feels the urge to worship five times a day. And other times one does not feel anything even for an entire week at a stretch. So, who am I to conduct the ritual at the stipulated time? I am merely a medium that channels the prayers. I channel them as and when they come to me. So reflecting upon his words, the queen was deeply, deeply affected by Ramakrishna's explanation. But it was very, very, you know, a deep thought process required to be there. So she looked into the saint's eye and was stunned to see the truth in them. 
she suddenly realized what true worship was all about. Within no time, she had Ramakrishna appointed as the permanent priest of the temple. Rather, he wasn't on a temporary basis at that time. But after you know, listening to Ramakrishna, her total, you know, the outlook completely changed. Sim simultaneously, she also did, a, did away with the restriction relating to the timing of the rituals. In fact, there were occasions when even the doors of the sanctum, sanctorum, remain shut, but Ramakrishna's prayers continued to flow from within. After all, a true devotee like Ramakrishna did not need to open those doors for his prayers to flow. Right? The prayers of the people of the, or the person who is honest inevitably bear fruit. So, he was bound to become the great Saint Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. But by merely being in the company of this great saint, his disciple, one of his disciples name was Narendra, was bound to metamorphose into the illustrious Swami Vivekananda. So Swami Vivekananda, he was the disciple of whom? None other than Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. So friends, what, are, what is the moral of this story? No matter what the deed is, if you have to force yourself to perform it, then it clearly means the mind is not fully engaged in it. And when a man performs a deed reluctantly, it does not lead to positive outcome. You know, if you get anybody doing any work with force, with, uh, you know, using your power or authority. So even though that person might do that at that moment, but it's really not very good, it, you know, not a positive vibe. So at the same time, it must also be understood that a person cannot immerse himself in the deed according to his will and at the time of his choosing. When we persuade others to apply their mind to work, it merely reflects our ignorance of psychology. The very idea that you can forcefully immerse yourself is performing a deed is erroneous. This, in fact, is a complex arithmetic. Actually, the mind can become engaged only at its own time and only in the field of its interest. Because every day if you think that I need to perform you know, at the same time and maybe if I miss that particular time, you know, the, the mind will be really disturbed. So it should come automatically from within. So if a person has a keen interest, say, in music, and it is not necessary that the person has interest in maybe studying medicine or maybe law or something like that or business for the matter okay will also be it will also all be in the same level and the fact is that even though this arithmetic is so unequivocal it can neither be understood nor taught it can only be experienced in the depths of one's own mind the more one experiences it Deep within oneself, the more awakened one becomes. Therefore, it goes without saying that the more awakened one is, the more is one entitled to happiness and success in life. So this was the true story of Vivekananda, where he says, when prayer flows from within, you need to have the prayer from within. You don't need a particular you know, place or space or anything like that to connect to the supreme authority. You, whenever you feel like you can connect to him as per your convenience.
you can definitely plan a particular time that okay you need to sit at that time that's well and good but in case you can't or can't do it at that particular time that doesn't mean that your offerings your thoughts are you know not accepted so whenever you have time please make it a ritual a daily ritual to pray to the almighty that's really very very important and the main thing is the connection from within do not you need not show you know external doing various various things which we can see in today's scenario there are various ways where people show off that yes they are doing lot of uh, you know all the religious things with due respect to all religion so let's uh, you know gear up and make ourselves positive and effective and do try to connect with the ultimate power that is the supreme source and keep yourself engaged and let's not be time bound that only if it, this is there you will do this no as far as the spirituality is concerned everybody has their own way and style connecting to the universe so thank you very much for listening to this small story every day i am in a thought to get new stories for all of you so thank you very much and have a great day ahead today being thursday is also called sadguruvar and uh, we have a tradition year to you know to remember the gurus because sadguruvar guru means you know your teacher so with due respect to whoever you have considered yourself to be uh, the disciple of okay so due respect to them so have a great happy thursday and a great day ahead thank you very much take care this is pradeep shetty here your mindset coach signing off bye bye